Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. And you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred, and as always, I've got my gracious co-host, the president and CEO of Snark Industries, the invincible, invisible, Ignacio. How you doing, my man? I'm uh, doing all right, man. Doing better. I just got through a week of just feeling like total trash. Uh, yeah. Just feeling like kind of how Tony Stark was looking in some of those Civil War trailers. <laughs> She's uh, not having a good day. Not it's, having a good day. I think I got some shows. kind of weird WrestleMania sickness. And I just... Oh, yeah. Oh, sore throat. Just like weird congestion pressure yeah. all over in my ears and, uh, and oh, sinuses. No, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, yeah, terrible. But I'm just now getting out of it and feeling good. You know what Chris Rock would say? You got to rub some tussin yeah, on it. I know. I wish I had some tussin. You got to rub the tussin. I, went, I yeah. went day cool all the way through it. I don't know if that's a good yeah. move. Eh. Well, you know what? (laughs) So my friend Alex, or you know our friend Alex, I guess, uh, he's sick right now too, and he's been apparently just like taking everything Dayquil and Nyquil, and like like, I'm gonna try it all. He's just he's trying all. He made himself so he made himself so sick because he he took (laughs) way too many different. So like yeah, not a good move. Made himself like physically ill for a couple of days. Uh, Get well soon, Alex. But. Yeah, I'm, man. I think going going straight Dayquil is probably a good move because at least you're just staying consistent with one. Yeah, thing. I'm generally a Sudafed guy. I've always yeah. had luck, but uh, just I had all this Dayquil left over, so I was like, oh, I should yeah. go through that before I go, mm-hmm. you know, drop drop some cash on some Sudafed. But um, the Nyquil stuff messes me up. I wake up feeling terrible. After oh I yeah. Take NyQuil. Oh yeah. It feels like uh, it feels like you've been sleep fighting. When you take Nyquil, you know what I yeah, mean. Like uh, you yeah. wake up and you're, you're kind of like sore. sore. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I felt. It's weird. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was on like, that. I need a nap to recover from what you what this just did to me. Yeah, um, it's so it's weird. It's a really weird but, thing. It works though. Like it puts you to sleep, but like it's like the worst sleep of your life. I don't yeah. know. Uh, you know, you know who you know, and we're gonna oh, we have we go. so much to cover this. Give, week. Please give me <laughs> this so transition. Much to, this is yeah, gonna be great. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> We have so much to cover this week. We've got three trailers for you this week, CBCU. And the first one, you know who looks like he just took a whole, like, liter of, of, of NyQuil? Yeah. Is Doctor Strange, man. <laughs> like, wow. we, we're we about to play this trailer for you all. The audio is great. That's why we're going to play it for you. But we also are going to link that into the thread so you can see the video if you haven't seen it. Let's just say that Cumbie's looking a little rough, man. And I think... I think yeah, that's good. I think that's what they're going for. But he, uh, he maybe a little too much NyQuil yeah. for, uh, um, for Cumbies. I've been telling people that I think he sounds like Ryan Reynolds in this trailer. So really? see if you can, when you talk, see if you can see it because or okay. hear it because I, I think he really does. Um, all right, what do you think, man? Are we ready to go here? Let's Should do we? it. Let's all do right, it. Let's do it.
Stephen Strange. Might I offer you some advice? Forget everything that you think you know. You're a man looking at the world through a keyhole. You've spent your life trying to widen it. Your work saved the lives of thousands. What if I told you that reality is one of many? I don't believe in fairy tales about chakras or energy or the power of belief. You wonder what I see in your future? Possibility. movie yeah. coming out November 2016. Uh, the first time I saw this trailer, my friend Drew sent it to me on Facebook and he said, check out Marvel's Inception. <laughs> and <laughs> right. I could not have nailed it any harder. This is yeah. so Inception adjacent, man. Um, down to like the score being really similar and then having the whole like city folding onto the upside itself. down city yeah straight yeah. out of inception uh i got some yeah. crazy inception vibes from this and obviously it was um you know well maybe tinged a bit but from from what drew told me before i saw it but um what'd you what'd you think of the trailer man? no i think i think you're totally spot on although i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because inception's all about like dreams within dreams yeah, and right like a dream world and in doctor strange there's like this there's a lot of mysticism right there's a lot of magic it's all about these sort of worlds within worlds and mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense i it's a really hard thing and i was really curious how marvel was going to try to pull this off because really diving deep into the magic and mysticism part of the marvel universe cinematically i thought was going to be a hard transition for them to do but i, I still think it's going to be hard oh did this yeah. did this trailer change your mind well, no, I think, but I think they're on the right path. I think kind of going at it in terms of a, like a surreal, they were definitely going for surrealism here, right? And I think that's what they have to do. So kind of comparing it to Inception where there's like a lot of dream Im- imagery makes sense. Like whether the execution pays off is another story, but I think this is the way I would have gone with it too if I were tasked with doing this movie because it's, it's such an out there concept. You yeah. know, yeah, and I think the trailer is basically trying. What what it's really trying to convey to you is is what kind of world this takes place in. It, it's setting mm-hmm. up the scene of where this where this movie takes place because we really, we we really don't get much about the characters. We we get most of most of what we hear from the characters from Tilda Swinton, 
Um, yeah, uh, know, the ancient one. The ancient one. Um, but the whitewashed one. Right. What? <laughs> uh, but I mean, with Stephen Strange, we don't really see a whole month, a whole bunch. You know, we we don't yeah. really get to see the costume until the end. Um, and I would imagine in subsequent trailers, maybe we'll get a little more personality and and see right. what, what what he's bringing to the table. But we're I think get, this trailer, we're just getting a taste. It's a taste, it's and it, it's taste. kind of a teaser yeah. trailer. Um, but having said that, I it's not that I'm like out on this movie, but I'm not. It, it for me personally it didn't do a whole lot to get me excited. Really, I, I really like the visuals. Like I like. Maybe, maybe I get I'm just it, more of a character guy, and I, I kind of want to see. I want to yeah, see something more from I get the characters. That. And it was I just like, that. okay, it's a crazy world of you know worlds inside worlds. Like uh, I've seen that kind of movie. I've seen those kind of stories. There wasn't anything crazy new or different. I mean, it's definitely different that's, inside the Marvel universe, and that's cool. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And you know, you have two good actors who I think will appeal to to broad audiences and not just. Or may, maybe not brought on to audiences, but at least audiences that wouldn't generally go see comic book movies. Um, so that's cool. But outside of that, I, I'm, I'm reserving judgment. I'm still kind of waiting to see. Waiting yeah. for something to really kind of grab me and make to me To grab you. Want to I get see. it. I get it. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's so funny. You said the Inception thing and Drew brought that up. That Because uh, I kept waiting for the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From Inception, because yeah, it's totally like I was like, "Where's Ellen Page?" Like, you know, uh, um, where's that? Where's that? Where's Michael Caine? I won't bury another Batman. He's somewhere <laughs> He's, else in a different reality. I don't remember any lines of his from. I don't from either. Movie, but he was like, "If you must spin the top, you've got to spin it, <laughs> spin it at your own speed." I don't know. That, that wasn't the movie. Where he was like, read. "You're gonna, you gotta blow the bloody doors off." Or was that? <laughs> I don't remember what movie that was. Yeah. Anyway, um. But, you know, it's so, you know, but I get it. And this is just kind of like our teaser trailer. It is the first, like, trailer and images that we're seeing of a new property within <laughs> Marvel. Um, I think they're trying to get people to be curious, maybe if not hooked necessarily. And uh, we'll see if they build on that. I Obviously, I, I think you're right. I think a char- more character-driven trailer is coming uh, down the line. So hopefully that's a good one. Um uh, well, the one thing I wanted to mention was that, you know, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but there's the one kind of backlash thing that's been going on with this movie uh, after the trailer came out is that Tilda Swinton, who I think is fine, and sh- I mean, she's a great actress, but I think she's doing great in in the narration for the trailer. Uh, but, you know, this character is, a, is an Asian character in the comic. Yep. And, you know, there's just a little controversy between that. And then they just, the other day, they did a Ghost in the Shell first picture of Scarlett Johansson yeah. as a Japanese character. And people are like, come on, man. Like, you got to try a little harder, Hollywood. Like, you're I not read even... something about them, like, actually trying to change her appearance to make her seem more Japanese. Did you hear about that? For Scarlett Johansson? Yeah. And I'm not talking yeah, I about, I like, clothes. About I that. mean, like, <laughs> actually, like, changing like, all, the way her face. Like, is. altering her face, yeah. like computer what yeah i don't know man it's like there there has to be there has to be good asian actors out there of course there are but they're not none none that are at this point bankable lead actors i'm i'm trust me i i'm 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 totally on your side i'm just saying from the movie studio from the movie's movie studio perspective like it's they're not at that they're pumping in millions of dollars into these films they definitely want to return on investment i think I get it with Ghost in the Shell. I think it's more egregious than Ghost in the Shell, but I get why they went with Scarlett Johansson because she's proven commodity and she's great in these kind of things. I really think Marvel could have found someone 
Asian, male or female, to play the ancient one because it's not the main character of the movie. Right. You know, but that's okay. It is what it is. I mean, it's not okay. I would have went in a different direction personally, but it is what it is. It's um, also hard to criticize a movie studio for hiring Tilda Swinton because she's so awesome. True, because she's awesome. Yeah. That's true. And if you and and when you're shopping a script around to these actors, and and you get interest from one of them that's of the caliber of Tilda Swinton, you yeah. you just say yes. Like right, you just right. go with it. Like you don't you don't turn that down. So I get that. Um, you know, one thing that you brought up that was really interesting uh, about this trailer that you said you weren't a big fan of is that was not very character driven. That definitely could be said of another movie uh, that we've talked about previously on the podcast many, many times. It's the next DC film that's coming out, and that's Suicide Squad. Now, we've got the newest trailer for that one, uh, and I want to go ahead and play that, but I feel, like you said off the air, maybe we're getting some more character finally with Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, So should we just play it? Yeah. All right, here we go. Oh, damn it. We're going to have to talk through this because I'm getting an ad. <laughs> All right. Sweet. We got 10 Ads seconds to are... kill. Okay. Well, oh, well, the other yeah, thing is we're going to talk about the reshoots off after the end of the trailer, so that'll be coming too. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last week, but there's a bit of news in that. I guess the way we had presented it on the show might actually not end up being uh, reality. But here's the trailer. We're going to go ahead and play it for you. Gentlemen. Ladies, what if Superman had decided to fly down, rip off the roof of the White House, grab the president right out of the Oval Office? Who would have stopped him? team of some very bad people who I think can do some good. Y'all jokers must be crazy. I'm not just one of y'all many toys. What? This is the deal. You disobey me, you die. Try to escape, you die. You got a boyfriend? You irritate or vex me. I'm known to be quite vexing. I'm just forewarning you. You die. They get caught, we throw them under the bus. What a ride! Let's play! Come on, get some better dirt? Stuff. Water. 
That's a good idea, honey. All right. Um, and there it is. Say what you want about Suicide Squad. Their their soundtrack game is on point. Whew. I really yeah, like Queen, the music choice. You yeah. got Ballroom Blitz. You got, you, you know, You Don't Own Me. It's great. And if those, I hope those songs, if not in, like, I hope they're in the movie in some capacity. I hope they're on the soundtrack, like the official soundtrack. Yeah, for sure. Um, really good, really good choice with the music so far. Uh, so, Ig, I think you had a lot of thoughts on this, or, or, or I guess stronger thoughts about this trailer and the direction that Suicide Squad is going. Um, you want to talk about that? I, I thought this was probably the best trailer that they've had. I know a lot of people like the. Uh, uh, was the it? Queen. It was Bohemian Rhapsody, right? Oh, no, yeah. Was it different? Yeah, it was, it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, it was yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, they liked that trailer, and I, I, as I as I said on the show, to me it felt a little forced because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't feel like the the visuals were necessarily matching up with the the tone and the mood they were trying to set with that trailer. This one I feel like actually does work really well. Um, if it's funny because they said that that last trailer. Well, someone said that the last trailer had like all the funny lines, and I feel like this one actually had a couple of extra ones that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, the vexing, the vexing line. Yeah, and you know, with, like uh, you said, Harley to Quinn. to kind of make a comparison to the Doctor Strange trailer, this one really is character driven. There's a lot of you know, you see all the most of the the characters in the Suicide Squad. They each get a little moment in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see what they do, what their powers are. Get to learn a little more about them. You get a little more about the Joker. Um, you get Batman showing up. Did see um, bats? Looks bats like a completely uh, CGI Batman because I don't think any. I don't think there's a human inside there. <coughs> um, but you know, some, some would say some the same like, thing about Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman. <laughs> <in DBS. laughs> um, but like, we get a little more Killer Croc. We get uh, the Diablo character, Katana. Um, Will Smith's got a couple more lines. I'm still like really <laughs> unsure, like what Will Smith's. Like role so, is in this movie, but I don't. I don't want to. And this is. I do like the trailer, and I like. I'm really getting more excited about this movie as we're mo- getting along and, and getting closer to it. But is it just me, or is all of Will Smith's dialogue just like one liner? Like I feel like it's stuff he could have recorded in a booth, <laughs> yeah. like not being on set. They could have just gotten someone else to be there, and then like CGI'd his face on top of them, like. Yeah, I, it's I agree. It's just like everything he says is like ultra one line and snarky. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, to me, there's also a little bit of a disconnect in that some of the characters in the Suicide Squad seem like they're just like, you know, pure bad guys. And then some of the characters, like, they're kind of tweeners. Like, I think Harley Quinn is a bit like, you don't really know where she stands. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Deadshot. Is practically like a hero in these trailers. Like you don't really get a sense that this guy's like a dick or a bad guy. Um, so I, I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously we, we haven't seen the movie, but I think this one this one did the best for me as far as building it up, um, mm-hmm. getting me excited about seeing these characters interact with each other. And I, I I don't personally feel that it gave too much away. I know DC gets a lot of flack for giving too much away in the trailers, but I I still think like there's still a lot. Um, to be discovered in this movie, like essentially, like what what Joker's role is, what Batman's role is, mm-hmm. what the main conflict is, what the main mission is for Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, I think there's still a lot a lot to be developed there, and I, I this trailer got me excited about it um, and, and seeing these characters interact with each other. And then of course we got another fifty million in reshoots to look forward to as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, I I think that the marketing for Suicide Squad 
he's he's been almost 180 from what BVS was, and it's it's building momentum. It's not giving us too much, but it's giving us just enough to be curious. Um, like you said, the music's great. It's it's very quick paced. I like it. I don't know. I like it. I, I'm I'm more excited about this movie. The closer we get to it, and the more that the stuff comes out. Hopefully, they stop short if they come out with another trailer of revealing too much. We don't want another Doomsday trailer on our hands, of course. But um, you know, talking about the reshoots. So on the last podcast, we talked about how you know, and this has been confirmed that they're doing re- reshoots for uh, Suicide Squad. And we talked about how, you know, at the time, uh, what was kind of going around was that it was to, to, to infuse more humor with the film. But now we're being told that that might not be the case. Um, and that it has more to do with some of the action pieces and set pieces within the film. Uh, what it, where do you think the truth lies here? Do you think it's in the initial report or the secondary report coming out of Warner Brothers Studios and some of the actors and people involved with the film? Uh, I think, as with anything, it's, it's probably more in the middle. Um, I, yeah. I think definitely they're going to add more action if you're spending that much money. Um, then again, I don't know if, like, when you go into reshoots, if part of that part of that money is also spent on paying the actors. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to think that they're, they're also going to add a couple of funny kind of lighthearted moments mm-hmm. I just I think they would have to I mean with just seeing the success of, of Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy and seeing the backlash with BVS the timing just seems like it, it would it would have to be in response to that I guess it's possible that it, that it wasn't at all but to me the timing points to they're kind of maybe a little worried and thinking okay let's try to let's try to change the tone and mood of, it, of this a bit I don't that, that, that's my sense, but I'm just guessing, so I don't know. What yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're not there on set. We don't know. We're just postulating. No, I think you're right. I think, you know, we talked about this before, that because of what's going on with BVS, and it did cross $300 million domestically, uh, which is good for BVS, I'm glad, but, like, you're talking about the two most popular combo characters of all time in one movie. Right. It should have blown past $300 million within, like, 10 days. Like, yeah, you're right. It, uh, so I think because of the way that movie's performing, how much they spent on marketing, ultimately some people are saying that it's not even going to make as profitable-wise, profit-wise, profit it's not going to make as much as Man of Steel did, which is crazy yeah. if that's the case. <clears throat> that puts so much pressure on the Suicide <clears throat> Squad to be a critical darling, a fan darling, and a financial success, but... I, I like the way it's shaping up, and as much as I feel like that's almost too much to ask of one movie, I think it could do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that they're definitely going in the right direction. I think if they think they can infuse a little more humor and maybe make the action set pieces a little more spectacular by doing these reshoots, great. You know, I'm not concerned like I am with Fantastic Four... Uh, when we saw those reshoots, because these are these are, in, I feel like uh, it's David, it's Air, right? David Air, yeah. that's the director. I feel like he's just a more capable director. He's a more seasoned director, and he knows what he's doing. And in that, ultimately, 
they're going to come out with something good. Any cha- any changes or additions they make now will be for the better of the film. Yeah, I, I like I like what I've seen from Suicide Squad so far. I think like in a different era, this this movie looked like it could be like almost like a cult classic. But now with like everything being oversaturated, like it's kind of impossible mm-hmm. to, to have cult classics. It does. Movie. It does have kind of like a the Warriors feel to yeah, it. Yeah, it does. Uh, like a movie like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those um, treasures that you find when like that aren't like some of the most talked about movies, but then you find it somewhere and you like realize, oh, this is really cool and different. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got that vibe to it. I hope. I hope that they. I hope that they stick to that and that, that that comes through in the movie. One one funny thing, I'm on the IMDb page for um, mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. There's a woman. <laughs> who's a part of the cast who is billed as quote Hispanic woman. That, All right. That's it. Just Hispanic woman. Hey, well, it, as as you and I are the leaders of the number one weekly comic book podcast hosted by two Hispanic guys from different states concurrently uh, and simultaneously, we are big thumbs up to Hispanic woman being cast. Yeah, in way to go. Suicide Squad. I mean, if, what we were, the if, odds? if we ever made it onto a superhero movie, we would definitely be cast. Well, you would be cast as a Hispanic guy. I don't really, I mean, I don't, like, fit, like, the American stereotypical view of what a Hispanic person looks like. So I'd probably yeah, be, like, from bald white guy. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, what are the odds that the Hispanic woman is going to be somehow related or in only the scenes in which Diablo is in? Very, very high. 100%? 100%. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Okay, well, shifting gears, and there's I have no transition for this. That's fine. But the other big trailer that came out is Star Wars. Or I'm sorry, a Star Wars story, Rogue One. We finally got what they're calling a teaser trailer. But man, there's a lot of stuff going on in this trailer for it just being a teaser. Yeah, did we um, did we like lose what the meaning of teaser was? Because I feel like teaser used yeah. to be like thirty seconds long and like thirty now, seconds, right. like the the little TV spots, and and now you're getting these full blown like two minute trailer. It's yeah, uh, I don't know. You're, I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Do you have the Rogue One uh, queued up for the listeners? Here we go. All right, let's go ahead and do that. State your name for the record. Jen Urso. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir.
nice. Uh, man, Oof. movie scores are getting so good. Oh um, yeah, that, I like I like the dark like Star Wars music. You know, you know what the beginning of that trailer sounds like? Almost, it sounds like the beginning to the Nightmare on Elm Street mm. uh, theme. It really does almost sound. We like talking it. crossover here? Oh, oh, maybe. Ooh. Welcome to my dream. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Well, Welcome to my nightmare. I don't know. Can he travel back in time though, or in the future? Can he? I don't know. I don't know. He could do anything. Yeah, I guess. He, uh, I think there are limits to Freddy's power, but I think like he can only. You can only terrorize people that like live on the street. That he's. That he's oh, that's true. You know what he can't do is heal burns. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He, can't. he could not figure that it's out. Really over bad eight at that. Movies. Uh, okay, I don't know how we got on topic of Nightmare on Street, but so, but that actually actually transitions into another thing that I liked about this, and I think it's you know Gareth Edwards coming off of Godzilla, and I think there's another movie he did called Monster or Monsters. Um, there's a very kind of horror-type feel to the trailer, mm-hmm. and, and there's a darkness to it uh, that, I'm, that I'm really excited about. Because that's not something that you, maybe in uh, Empire Strikes Back a little bit you saw it, but it's not something that is generally associated with Star Wars. Yeah, well, I, I got to get something off my chest. Um, okay. This is now two Star Wars movies in a row where we have female mm. protagonists. And mm-hmm. let me just say, as a man, mm-hmm. I'm fed up. I'm absolutely yeah. fed up. Um, yeah. I don't understand why we get in this, you know, female characters crammed down our throats when this is open, you know, open wide. Yeah. This is the Star Wars world is a man's world, and I don't appreciate at the very them. least a droid's world. Yeah. And, right. You know, putting women at, at the head of it. You know what's next? Mm-hmm. Jar Jar Banks? Like where are we head? It's um. I don't get it, and I don't like it. And um, <laughs> that commentary was paid for by uh, fans of the internet, where apparently this is the new Star Wars controversy. Because yeah. hey, you know what? There's such there's so many bullshit controversies. I feel like this is like three guys on Twitter, and like they're just in charge of everything. Yeah, and like of, of, they of just tweet about it. They're so upset, and then it becomes like a controversy because some dudes on Twitter said it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, so yeah, just to make that clear, this is not—I don't actually believe any of the things I just said. That but, was very tongue in cheek. Yeah. But um, apparently, that is what people were complaining about this week: is that they uh, don't want any yeah. more female protagonists in the Star Wars world. Well, okay, not people. I'm talking about like probably nerdy dudes um, who don't just have way too much time on their hands. Yeah, uh, spend too much time on the computer, too much time on their hands. Uh, you know, worrying about things that all con- you know ultimately are probably not worth stressing out about. Uh, here's my take on it. My my legit take. I'm fine with it, of course. Felicity Jones seems great as Jen. Um, it you know, after the success of what uh, Daisy really had with Ray and, and Force Awakens, that's fine. Here's the other thing: the people that are getting their uh, their their under ruse and a twist oh, nice. is that is that it'd be one thing if this was another trilogy film of Star Wars films where you have the the lead protagonist as a female. And so now you would have two concurrent trilogies going on with a female. Did lead. we just get concurrent dropped twice in one? I did. Okay. I, I don't love know it. Why that's I'm a great that. word. Um, yeah, but that would be one thing. So that's like six movies with female leads. Okay, and you would definitely be I mean, against I mean, that. Just to be clear, well, you not against go. it, but maybe maybe you're you're pigeonholing yourself a little bit. But this is just one film. It's a standalone film. Yeah. You know. Um, 
Yeah, it's but nobody fine. would say you know you're pigeonholing yourself. Oh, you know you got Harry Potter. Like that's that's a male character. You're kind of pigeonholing yourself there for seven movies. I mean, that's true. I don't know, it's, but they did. It's all Hermione was pretty key in those films too, though. Well, dude, Forrest Whitaker looks pretty key. Actually, he's probably, yeah, he he's probably gonna die. <laughs> in this yeah. Movie. Uh, by the way, in the Deadpool. <laughs> I guess you're taking him too. I'm putting my money on Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, there's no way Forrest He's Whitaker signed up for Not making it out of that movie alive. No way. <laughs> I'm excited no for Forrest Whitaker. Though. That's pretty cool. Oh, I, he's a, I'm his a big whole fan little narration at the end of that trailer. Yeah. Whoo, that's good stuff, man. He's awesome, um, and I, I I'm, I'm excited stuff. about seeing him in this in this universe. Uh, another thing I really liked about this trailer, we get to see uh, Mon Mothma, which <laughs> she kind of looks familiar. She's like a like a Senate leader of the Rebel Alliance, and she was in the original Star Wars films, like from the seventies and eighties. That character, yeah. Uh, now that, of course, at that time it was played by a different actress. I believe her name is Carolyn something, Carolyn Blackiston. <laughs> okay, but now they have somebody named Genevieve O'Reilly playing the character. But they did such a good job of like finding somebody who looks exactly like the person that originally. And, you know, and this movie is supposed to take place b- uh, before uh, New Hope, yeah, right? right? After yeah. Revenge of the Sith, but before New Hope. And so the fact that they were able to, to take a character from those original films, bring them into this movie, and literally lose like nothing in translation is pretty cool. Yeah, but of course, whoever made that casting decision um had that completely overshadowed by the fact that there's a female protagonist in this movie um and that just sent people crazy so this movie is about uh, resistance fighters trying to steal the plans to the death star um yeah. <clears throat> spoiler alert death star gets built and um, and blows up stuff and blows up stuff uh but i am kind of hoping because like you know star wars nerds have always had this argument of like why did they why did they construct the death star the way they did where like there's this hole that you can shoot a missile into and it just and it goes straight to the core of the death star and it's like this very vulnerable spot like why the fuck was it designed that way and uh, cuz it's terrible it's like really poor design mm-hmm. so i'm kind of hoping in this movie they they explain that Address where like that? maybe maybe jin like steals the plans and like and like just poorly designs it <laughs> or like changes it somehow so it's so she like oh. makes it so that like oh I'll, it's not gonna happen, dude. But I, it would be so cool to kind of like at least try to explain why the fuck like it was the rebels that sabotaged they sabotaged the design. It. Like, oh, you know by what? Infiltrating under we can't stop them yeah. from making this thing. But let's at but least let's give ourselves an opening. Let's give ourselves a little and yeah, literal a literal a literal opening. A literal yeah. opening. yeah. Um, anyway, that's just uh, my wish. That oh, that's a so, good idea, man. So I, yeah, it probably won't happen, but I like that. I like I like where you're going with that. Um, one thing I really like, and if you saw Godzilla, which I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, it's a very slow movie, but one thing Gareth Edwards is very good at doing is establishing scale within his films. That's cool. And like, you really get an idea of how big or small things are. And there's a shot in this trailer where you see a super star destroyer, which are those giant, giant ships uh, on the Empire side. And you see them just, like, dotting out of the Death Star. And, like, you almost can't see them. That's how big the Death Star is. That's amazing. Like, I really, really like that. And then you also see my, of course, my favorite 
thing out of Star Wars. The Adats on the beach tromping around and shooting lasers. And the lasers come right at the screen. Oh, man. I mean, I've heard others talk about... I'm supposed to believe a woman can dodge that? Mm. (laughs) Is she with child? Because then maybe... (laughs) Because then maybe she has the maternal instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. I'm kidding, of course. But um, the Adats, that scene I've heard, seen on the internet, uh, and just the movie in general, because, you know, Gareth Edwards has said, look, this is called Star Wars. These are wars. There are battles. And those battles have casualties and are dangerous. I really want to show that in this movie. And so others have kind of taken that to think, along the lines of, like, Saving Private Ryan. You know, and, like, the opening scene from Saving Private Ryan. So if we get anything that's kind of like that, but set in the Star Wars universe, cool. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I feel like that ad scene might be a nod to that, though. Yeah, I mean, well, these movies are all going to have giant budgets, and they're all going to be big money-making machines, so they're not going to spare mm-hmm. an expense with the, with the, uh, the actual effects side of things. So yeah. that's... I, I feel like that's going to be great across the board, and I'm sure this movie's going to have plenty of it. Um, but I'm, I'm just I'm curious to see, you know, our first kind of <laughs> this is going to sound really shady, but our first kind of original Star Wars story in a while. Because mm. as much as people love The Force Awakens, I just I felt like I was watching a kind of best hits of Star Wars. This feels <laughs> like it might be something a little bit more, uh, yeah, uh, more original maybe, and and a different story and a different character. Um, so I'm I'm kind of is it though like, is it really oh, a different right. character if Maybe we still not. have a female protagonist <laughs> right. Uh, right they might as well just call her Ray Junior or Ray Senior I, I guess know. right because it's they're just they're destroying uh, the universe uh, okay well um, let's move on dude because we got plenty of stuff to cover this week <laughs> yeah, got a lot uh, Deadpool two man mm-hmm. good news for Deadpool two it not only is it official uh, but everyone is back on board all the actors all the, the writers and the director. Um, not a huge surprise. I mean, obviously the movie did. Mr. Reynolds, of course. Yep, did Gangbusters. Um, there was, I mean, fuck. There was even the post-credit sequence. They talked about Deadpool two coming out. Um, so mm-hmm. not a huge surprise, but good news that the whole crew is back, and um, I think that's going to be a really, uh, what's the word? I guess uh, uh, not sought after, but um, a movie that I guess gets anticipated. Anticipated movie. Um, Whenever it does come out. Now, here's the other interesting thing, though, uh, just real quick, is that it has no official date. Now, we talked before about Fox kind of opening up a couple of dates, uh, I think in 2018, um, for for movies, but we didn't know what they were going to be. They actually haven't put Deadpool 2 in one of those slots yet, apparently. Right. Uh, so, you know, of course, when we get an official date, we'll report it here. But the fact is, is that it's officially signed on. Everyone's ready to go, and I, th- I think they actually might start shooting sometime this year. So maybe it comes out next year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Marvel or you know Fox realizes they have a, a pretty hot property on their hands, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to get that thing out as soon as they, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I doubt, I doubt that will be the last Deadpool movie we see. Yeah. It's definitely not going to be the last time we see Deadpool. I can right. I can pretty much guarantee that. And you're right. I don't think it'll be the last standalone film either. Uh, jumping over to the Marvel, I guess television side, if you yeah. want to call it that, the Netflix series, Luke Cage. We've got a couple of interesting little tidbits about Luke Cage this week. Um, 
so one thing, uh, we you know we were talking about the scores for the movies and stuff and how good they are. You know, we haven't talked about it before, but the Daredevil score is really nice yep. uh, for the Netflix trailer. Like that opening theme is really, really impactful. But we also did find out uh, recently that uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad, Shahid Muhammad, sorry, from Tribe Called Quest, is going to be co-scoring the Luke Cage Netflix series. That's pretty cool, man. Um, Tribe Called Quest, uh, for those that aren't familiar, is like a, a really uh, sort of pioneered. Uh, a lot of hip hop music, mm-hmm. uh, really good stuff. Um, Michael Rappaport, I just randomly know this, is like a super huge fan of Tropical Quest and actually made a documentary about them. Uh, I think it was on HBO, and it's very, very good. Well, they're like one of the most uh, influential groups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, and uh, very poetic, like in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, so it's cool. I mean, it's it's. It, I mean, this guy is a veteran of the music scene for sure. So I think that's cool. You know that what's funny though? When you like think about the, the Netflix shows, uh, Daredevil and Jessica Jones, like you definitely have the score of the opening um, credits. But outside of that, there's really not a lot of music in either of the shows. Um, and yeah. I wonder if they're going to go with a different a different vibe with with Luke Cage, or if we're just kind of talking about the score the essentially theme. being the theme yeah. that they do little maybe different iterations of throughout the show um i don't know it seems like if you're getting a name that big that you're probably going to let him do more than just a, a theme song but maybe not i'm not really not really sure that's true but it'll be interesting it's cool that you know see. that they're that they're going out and getting a big name like that i'm pretty excited for the luke cage series um yeah well you yeah we not you and i have talked about this before but like <laughs> the joke was that you know, everyone was saying all these great things about Jessica Jones, and it really is a very dynamic show in a lot of ways. But I kept just saying, like, Luke Cage is my favorite part. Like, yeah. the, <laughs> the male protagonist is my favorite. Yeah. Because I hate women. Apparently. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're learning quite I'm a boyco- bit about I'm boycotting all of the new Star Wars trilogy with Daisy Ridley and, and Felicity Jones. Jesus. Can go to the a kitchen. disgusting man. Um, uh, that's terrible. No, I don't mean any of that. I really don't. Please that's awful. don't think I mean that. It's tongue in cheek. Um, but other interesting Luke Cage news is that, uh, and I know you're going to love this, executive producer, I think it's Cheo uh, Coker, uh-huh. said in an Entertainment Weekly uh, interview that Luke Cage was going to be like the wire of the Marvel Netflix universe that that show was going to take cues from The Wire, which I know is a show you love, uh, like Bill Simmons from, you know, Bill Simmons, Grant Landon podcast and all that stuff. He's a huge fan of The Wire, too. Um, I'm, I like it. I'm a huge fan of The Wire. But The Wire is considered by many to be, if not the greatest television show of all time, like definitely like a top five candidate. What do you think about these comments? Do you think they're a bit overblown? Like, do you think it's a bit much to kind of say that your show's going to be like The Wire? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be like The Wire in in the way that, like, Daredevil is like Law and Order. I mean, it's not okay. It's not going to be as good as those shows, even though I don't, I don't think Law and Order's good, but, <laughs> uh, you know. But I, <laughs> Whoa, I feel like, don't shade a Law and Order! But I feel like even Daredevil's court scenes and law scenes are probably, you know, not probably not even up to the caliber of something like Law and Order, I would say. Um, it's, it feels a little kind of like, uh, like, I don't know, 
kind of like law so you, and order what you're chase, saying is you where i feel like you think luke cage is going to try and do the wire but it's not it's not going to come across like the wire because it's that would be insane like the wire, the wire is like one of the most ambitious shows i've ever seen like it basically is like a show about an entire city um and you know i don't i i just i, I can't imagine them doing that kind of a show but you know the wire does have the wire is a show that's not only about the cops and it spends a lot of time with with the police side of things uh but it's also just about like the street level um and, right. and what what the drugs the can street, do to a community maybe the, 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 the point yeah. of them saying it's like the wire is that this actually does have to do with um with you know actually talking about what what drugs can do to a community drug dealers mm. um mm-hmm. people on drugs people trying to get off drugs kind of communities that are um, destroyed, and maybe maybe they delve into that on the show, but I, and and maybe they have a cops involved. But I don't know. I feel like you can't say you're going to be the wire because no one's ever been able to be the wire, and you can't <laughs> be the wire and have a superhero at the same time. It's going to be like the wire, Jace. I would think. Okay, but yeah, and, and that's what I kind of thought too. I, I thought there was an interesting comment, but maybe it kind of gives us a little sneak peek into the mind of what they're trying to do with the show. Uh, I think you. I think you might be really on point there, talking about how it, you know, maybe it's going to be community focused and street level focused, and and how it affects the people of, I guess, Hell's Kitchen or wherever the hell. Well, I mean, one one way of looking at that comment is maybe maybe the guy that Luke Cage is after on the show is kind of like an Avon Barksdale, who's like a big drug dealer in the community. And those are the kind of guys that the cops are after too, because they they want to take out the kingpin. Um, it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily solve the problem, but um, but that could be a way of, of framing the show where Luke Cage is after this guy who he sees, you know, through his efforts, kind of trickling down, kind of destroying the community, Hell's Kitchen, where he lives, uh, which you know has so many problems. Let's be honest, it's a it's just a fucking hellscape. Second only to Wakanda. Yeah. In yeah. In in the comic book storms. world. Um, <laughs> but so maybe maybe that's what they mean, and that could be cool. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm excited to see where, where that Luke Cage series. Yeah, goes, so. I just thought it was interesting because I know you're such a huge fan of the Wire. So. I am. Um, all right, well, moving back over to the DC side of things, uh, this time in the animated universe, which I've I've spoken about at length. Uh, almost everything that DC Animated does is fantastic and amazing. If you really want to see your comic book, favorite comic book stories, favorite comic book graphic <coughs> novels brought to life, watch the DC Animated films. They take a lot of their cues from the graphic novels. I watched novels the, Fla- uh, what was it called? The Flash? Flashpoint? Flash, Flashpoint? Paradox? Oh, the Paradox? Flash Paradox, right. Have you seen that one? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Uh, yeah. I won't spoil it, but like, there's some like crazy violence on that. <laughs> Yes, there is. It's some deaths yes. where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I watched that one. But, I still haven't seen All-Star Superman, which I know you're a big fan of. So. Yeah, yeah. You really – that's it's a really good one. It's really, really good. Uh, Bruce Tim like, just does a great job with all that. I think Paul Dini might be on board with them too. Anyway, uh, we got news that Killing Joke, which is one of the most controversial, one of the most famous, one of the best – Batman Joker, if not the best Batman Joker story of all time, um, which is getting a, an, an animated adaptation, is officially going to be rated R. Like, there was a rumor about that, and everyone thought, like, wow, are they really going to do it? They did it. It is rated R, and that is going to be so interesting to see. I'm really excited, because I love that story. 
Yeah, so the, I don't know if you Mark saw this Hamill. quote from uh, Sam Register, the president of Warner Brothers Animation and uh, Warner's digital series. He said, from the start of production, we encouraged uh, the producer and our team at Warner Brothers Animation to remain faithful to the original story regardless of the eventual MPAA rating. Um, so I think that means that we're going to get we're going to actually get the killing joke. It's not going to be mm-hmm. a sugar-coated version. It's going to be the actual story. Um, so, hey, if you're a fan of that series, that's got to be great news. Or that, that issue, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a standalone story. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and then we've got all the top-notch talent. We've got the Mark, we've got Mark Hamill, we've got Kevin Conroy uh, reprising his role as Batman. So that's cool. It's, and this is also the first-ever DC animated R-rated film. So... You know that's going to be interesting. I have no idea how Flashpoint Paradox did get an R rating. There's like, <laughs> yeah, there's. I don't. I think can't it spoil did, anything, but there's like one thing in no. particular. I'm just like, how did that <laughs> not get an R? I definitely, rating? I definitely want to. We're going to talk about that later. I'll have to check on the rating for that, uh, but I, I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, uh, this the sh- the the Killing Joke will premiere at Comic Con San Diego in July. Nice, nice. Um, speaking of R-rated successes, uh, Tim Miller, the director of Deadpool, and Simon Kinberg, producer on Deadpool, have gone on record now, officially, in interviews, saying they would love to see a Deadpool-Spider-Man crossover, and not only that, they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is, because they are, quote building bridges with Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures to try to make that happen. And now whether this actually happens or not, I I think it would be kind of a ways off. I think those two characters would be great together in a movie. They do it. They have a comic book now with just those two characters. Um, But I think what's great, the thing that I like about this is you're hearing guys that are Fox people, you know, Fox movies people, trying to build bridges with Sony, trying to build bridges with Marvel Studios so that these characters can interact with one another. And that is exciting to me. Like, yeah. you know, the possibility of an Avengers X-Men film... I know. Like, ten years down the road could be amazing. You know? Just saying. I just, I kind of wonder, like, once we reach that point, like, where do you even go from there? Like, is that the end? Do you stop? <laughs> do we just yeah, stop? do you stop making films? Um... Yeah, dude. Uh, well, just think about all the gay fanfic that's going to come out now. Because, I mean, there's already, like, a pretty big community for um, Deadpool, Spider-Man, gay fanfic yeah. out there. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah. put those guys in a movie together, explosion. Literal explosion. explosion. Literal explosion. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that I mean, those are, like, two iconic characters. And people obviously love seeing them together. <clears throat> it's funny that they kind of look alike. Your dad even thought. Deadpool was yeah, my, my dad thought Deadpool was um, But uh, yeah. no, there's that. That's that sounds really promising. I don't know if we'll ever get it. And I, don't, I mean, would Tom Holland even be Spider-Man at that point? Who knows? It'd probably be, yeah. Be on I mean, it would be Spider-Man. so far down the road. Yeah, and 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 you know, even Ryan Reynolds, you're talking maybe ten years from now, probably. So, you know, you all we'll have to see. <laughs> it's just I like that that that's where they're thinking though. That the people behind these projects, even they want to play together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they're, they're trying to get out of the under a corporate's thumb to, to make these things happen because they're fans of all of this stuff as well, which is great. 
Um, okay, so that leads me to the best transition of all time, because it's easy, because we're just talking about Spider-Man. We got the official title and, I guess, like, artwork or whatever for the Spider-Man movie coming out of Sony in 2017. It's officially titled Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> and I'll we're going to throw the picture up on the thread with this podcast. I think it's already... I think you already posted it. Oh, I did yeah. post it up, but I'll put it in this thread as well. Um, uh, I got okay. As excited as I am about Underoos and Tom Holland and Civil War and even the Sony film, I'm not sure. I'm not sure this is the title that I want. Uh, it's just the, the, the title homecoming you have a is fine. No, no, no the, the homecoming is fine. It's the way it looks. I saw oh, a mo- like a thing where it shows all the okay maybe I'm getting nitpicky yeah, here right but like you really are I'm I see all the other title sequences for every other like Marvel film that's coming out and then I see the Spider-Man one and it just doesn't fit in with the rest of them and it I'm, looks like I don't know, it looks a little cartoonish it does it's look little, cartoonish but you got to also you also have to realize that this is this is teenage Spider-Man this is definitely mm-hmm. going to be a lot more kid friendly. Um, it's. A, I think they're going for a different vibe, so maybe. Yeah. I mean, and I, I could see how that's not what you're looking for, but I mean, they're they're kind of restarting the whole Spider-Man. I mean, dude, who knows? Like, maybe the maybe like the the title they came up with at first was like Spider-Man, like, will you go to the prom with me? <laughs> yeah, I like the homecoming thing because he is in high school. They've already said that they want a John Hughes type feel for the film, which is really interesting to me. I'm really I'm, curious. I, from what I've read, pull that off. it's going to like center around a high school dance. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I think it Correct. is going to be like a coming of age type thing where he's like probably just going to try and ask Mary Jane out, and she's probably going to be dating a jock, and it's going to be like the whole fucking. It's going to be Teen Wolf, dude. It's going to be Teen Wolf. Cool. Hey. Hey, if I told you, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm I mean, on board. If you if you told me that they were making Teen Wolf but with Spider Man, I would be so for that. Like, if I if they so told if me to write a Spider Man movie, I would probably the first thing I would do would would, would be watch Teen Wolf and take notes. Yeah. That's that's a really a really good point. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Um, By the way, I'm not talking I, about the MTV show, guys. I'm talking about the original Michael the J. Original Fox. Michael J. Yeah. Fox vehicle. What's up? Um. Yeah, I, I like I like that it's got a double meaning with the homecoming because Spidey's coming home. He's with Marvel. Uh, it's gonna be there is gonna be a homecoming dance from what we understand. Uh, that's cool. It's cool. I just I wish that the title didn't look so cartoony. That's my only critique, and and that's it. Any other thoughts for you for Spider-Man Homecoming? No, not really. Do you like the title? No, I think we'll we'll talk a little bit more about Spider-Man once we get to. Uh... Well, I won't spoil it, but we'll, we'll get there. Okay. So, we'll get there as in, what is that up ahead? Oh, it's next. Does the, <laughs> does the, does the light say open? Of course oh, it does, because they're open 24-7, and it's time to stop and get a piece of pie. Oh, my God. We're, of course, talking about Casting Corner. Corner. Uh, yeah, dude. We're back. And mm, top so thing we're going to talk about is... Got our favorite booth. Hey, I, I think... The- <laughs> I think this is only a rumor. You can if you can confirm it, but it's yeah. uh, Spider-Man casting news. We're talking about the standalone mm. Spider-Man movie. We we're just talking about Homecoming. Mm-hmm. We we're talking about none other than this is a big name, rumored big rumored name. to play a potential villain in the Spider-Man universe. Michael Keaton, dude, none other than oh, Batman yeah. himself, Batman and Birdman. Woo! 
Batman and Birdman, and possibly other bird creature okay. person so you're, in Spider-Man Homecoming. So, okay, you told me you think he would be great as Vulture, but, like, has this, has anyone else mentioned this? Or is I this think this is just a me thing. This is, this a, is fantasy, a CBC okay, this is a exclusive. Book. This is an Alfred the Friendly Neighborhood podcaster hot take. <laughs> I'm just saying, you see the movie Birdman, which is a, a kind of Batman to Jace, but he's also Birdman. He's basically Vulture Jace. Yep. Make a vulture here, bam, Dunzo. I, now, yeah, no, I, I now feel I like, know. Go ahead, go ahead. It's, this is your time. Well, I know, I know that you think that the vulture is not that that dynamic of a villain for Spidey, and not that well known of a villain. Yeah, definitely not. Um, and I definitely get that. I, I'm not going to argue against that. For what it's worth, I think Michael Keaton would also do an amazing um, Mysterio. Yep, like somebody who is like deals with the film industry and is like a special effects artist and and is a little crazy like i could totally see him playing that character uh you brought up something that i thought was brilliant and was not in the direction that i was looking at at all and all you did was send me a picture oh yeah that's right will you please share with the cbcu what that was a picture of it was a picture of michael j fox again he keeps coming up on this episode in Back to the Future with the evil principal who gets on his case because he's... Principal Strickland. Principal Strickland, who's... Because he's... I think he's leaving school or, like, he's late to class. I don't remember. Yeah, he's, call, he's always calling him a slacker. He's calling him a slacker. He's always on his case. Um, and I just thought, if this really is a movie in high school where, like, the biggest conflict is whether or not Peter Parker can get a date, then, like, in that world, the biggest villain, which should be a principal, principal's going to screw things up. And in Teen Wolf, yeah. it's a principal, too. Um, yeah. So, Michael J. Fox always has trouble with principles. I don't know what, yeah. what the deal is. <laughs> but honestly, dude, I feel like, it, you know, if, 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 if you're going by the thought that, okay, they can't use any of the villains that have been in previous Spider-Man movies, then fine, Vulture makes sense. It's a natural progression. But this is a reboot. They're going to they're gonna, gonna start over, and I would imagine they're going to go with one of, one of the bigger villains they could find, and I wouldn't be surprised <clears throat> if it was Doc Ock. Doc Ock, okay. I, I was going to say maybe Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Like, I could see that, too. I could I mean, see that, too, but uh, I feel like they've... I don't know. That, that would be they keep too doing much. Doc Ock. Well, right. they, I mean, that's how, the, that's how the Tobey Maguire series started, and I feel like to do that again might feel a little stale. Yeah. Um, I feel like starting at a different point would be better. I mean, here's the thing about the Vulture. Here's my case for why... I mean, we already, I already said talked about Birdman and how that's just literally, like, one step to the left. Um... The Vulture came out in Amazing Spider-Man issue number two. He was the second villain that Spidey faced. Um, you know, really kind of the first villain, honestly, because in the first issue he dealt with the Fantastic Four, and that's a whole other thing. And then the Vulture was in issue number seven. So, like, in very quick time, the Vulture was already in two different issues of the early Spider-Man career. So he's a very pivotal character, it's just that he hasn't been in the limelight for quite some time because writers haven't figured out how to use that character, right. I guess, uh, with a lot of success. But it, he does serve as a kind of a keystone in the you know Spider-Man Rogue Gallery. Uh, that being said, I look, I love Michael Keaton as an actor, and whatever he wants to do, whatever they decide to put him in or how to use him, 
I'm probably going to be on board, whether it's Green Goblin, whether it's the Vulture, whether it's a Principal, like you said. I'm not even kidding. Like, I think that could work. Um, you know, it'd be so funny if they made a Michael Keaton Principal, Principal Stone action figure. <laughs> well, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, so far, I think the casting has been pretty good uh, for this movie with, with um, <clears throat> uh, Marissa Tomei. Michael right. Keaton, and from everything we've heard, Tom Holland's doing a good job as Spider-Man. Zin- Everyone has had great things to say about Tom Holland. Yeah. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. went on Jimmy Kimmel and was talking about Holland. Uh, we already we know John Bernthal was talking about Tom Holland. They apparently trained oh, yeah. together, that's right. and you know, so that's great. That's great to hear. I'm super excited about Spider-Man Civil War. I'm t- super excited right. about Spider-Man. Right, 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 right. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. move on. Um, Okay, so in other casting corner news, so are you are you officially sticking uh, Michael Keaton to the principal? Is that where you're thinking, or do you think maybe Doc Ock, one of those two? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. It, it depends. If there it's if so there hard is to tell. if there is an actual villain, like an actual villain from the Spider-Man comics in this movie, which is possible that there isn't. Um, you know, like the first Batman didn't really have a well-known uh, the, the the Christopher Nolan Batman didn't have a really yeah, well-known cool. um, yeah bad guy. Um, so it's possible if that was the case, and yeah. But I mean, I feel like they're they are going to have a well-known villain, and whoever that is, if you're casting Michael Keaton, you're casting him to be that guy. So, I'm Mike. I'm gonna, at this point, I'm going to say Doc, Doctor Octopus. Doc Octopus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, we've got a lot of other low cast corner things. Let's go through them quickly. Uh, Jack Earl Haley, San Antonio native, by the way, uh, <coughs> is going to be the terror in the new Tick reboot that they're doing. Uh, for Amazon, and that's awesome because the Terror is like one of the main Tick villains uh, from the comic and the cartoon. And Dracula Haley's got a pretty good acting pedigree, so I'm really excited about that. I know you're not a big Tick fan, but yeah, I got nothing to add. There. Uh, I, I like that '90s cartoon back in the day, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool to see Dracula Haley because the Terror is like this really. It's basically the Red Skull, but if the Red Skull had aged in real time, so the Red Skull would be like 110. Uh, that's what the terror is, well, essentially. Check your old Haley. Got- definitely has got the look. Uh, for those that don't... <laughs> Whoa! Well, oh, come on, let's be honest. Not the best-looking so, dude. Uh, he's but, a rough... He's um, had a rough day. I mean, come on, the guy played Freddy. Freddy Krueger. Uh, definitely, without any makeup. Yeah, right. right. Any, uh, hey, it's the second Freddy Krueger reference of the I podcast. Too. We're doing a lot of uh, retreads here for some reason. Uh, other big news that I know my mom is super psyched about because I told her this morning. Channing Tatum, Channing Tates, is going to be in Kingsman 2. I love finding out about all these crushes that your mom has. Channing Tatum <laughs> is, is definitely on there? Oh, definitely on the okay. list. So we got uh, wait, <laughs> Roman Reigns, <laughs> Roman Reigns, Jenny the Rock, Tatum, the Rock, and who was the one you said in the last episode? It was, um, wasn't it Roman Reigns? No, it was so, it was a comic book actor, I think. I oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Um, I don't think that's, what, that's who it was, but uh, that, but he is on the list. That's for sure. Yeah, okay. definitely. Chris Hemsworth from, else. I can't from think of Thor it. and from <laughs> Huntsman. Um. Yeah, but anyway, I think he's gonna. I don't. I couldn't find any information as to who specifically he was gonna play, but I have a feeling because they're gonna be doing like the American, the American version of the Kingsman. Yep. I think they're called the Union something. Um, I have a feeling Tatum's gonna be one of their agents. Okay. But we'll find out. 
Uh, other and I guess the last bit of casting no, there's corner more, news. There's more. I got, I got, oh, I got a couple more to do. Oh, that's right, after, that's right. After this I'm one. so sorry. Um, I just, you're right. Uh, well, okay, this is gonna be fun because I'm totally gonna screw this up. But that this is so weird. And help, help me understand this, egg. Yeah. So Disney is saying the Han Solo, young Han Solo, has been narrowed down to one finalist. I don't get it either. Like, what are they so, doing? Like a background check on? <laughs> like. If if you've narrowed it down to one, isn't that the guy? Yeah, that, it's not a final. Like that's just the guy. Is it like right? is it like, like when you sell a house and it's like, well, you got to wait till the closing to actually announce wait, we it. Got, we got we got to do the closing fees. There's ten percent. There's fifteen over. Yeah, I don't know, get cost. it either. Like that I, just announced that that's the guy. Like what? Uh, yeah, I don't. Alden. Uh, Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. Yeah. Whew. Alden Aaron Reich um, from Hail Caesar. Most recently, who apparently his scenes in the movie are supposed to be great, like he steals the the scenes that he's in. But I still haven't seen it. Uh, apparently, he's the finalist. He hasn't been officially named as Han Solo, but he's the only finalist. He's the last guy. Um, you know, you and I talked, and we thought it was going to be. I think uh, what's his name, Jack Raider Radner. Uh, Rainer, yeah. Rainer, I think. Uh, we we both thought that he would make a good Han Solo. Uh, but apparently, uh, Disney decided to go with Alden uh, Ehrenreich. I honestly, I don't know him very well, so I don't have anything to say about it. I just think it's weird that Disney would. would I mean, the word is that he's the finalist, but he's not the guy yet. They haven't like officially. Yeah, I don't, maybe I'm not sure what's going maybe on. Maybe that's there. just really a confused. rumor that he's a finalist and it's not legit. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, it sounds like he is. So you're saying up. it's. <laughs> you're saying it's not too legit to quit. Uh, I, yeah, you could say that. Uh, okay, two more two more casting corner items before we yeah. before we uh, lock up uh, and drive away. Uh, Tessa Thompson, who uh, was really good in Creed, she played Creed's uh, well the love interest in that movie. Um, she has been cast in Thor Ragnarok as Thor's love interest. <laughs> oh, I was gonna what? I was gonna guess as like a brilliant scientist. No, no. Uh, oh. You are. This is like is this like this sexist episode for you? You're just going off. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just misogyny, I, yeah, I just, left and right, just bleeding. I, I like. I, what do you think the conversation with Tessa Thompson was after Creed? They're like, you know, like she's talking to her agent. She's like, yeah, what do you, what do you got for me? He's like, all right, Tessa, you did great in Creed. Everyone loved Creed. Uh, it's getting ton of Oscar buzz. Everyone loved you in it. All right, we so we've got uh, we've got this project coming up. It's got Chris Hemsworth in it. All right, all right, cool. Yeah, he's great. Um, we're looking for you to play the. Uh, love interest. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's fine. And you're going to maybe be a superhero. Oh, okay. Okay. So that means I'm just going to get a lot of money. Cool. All right. Um, well, so... It, it, but that's kind of cool, though. I mean, she gets to play a superhero, which, like... Yeah. Jane Foster wasn't a superhero. That's true. And that was not that? And actually... <laughs> I don't want to take this away from Tessa Thompson, but that does bring up this question for me, which is way more interesting, is what the hell happened to Jane Foster? I don't know, but I'm, I'm oh, bothered I'm, I'm, I'm moving away from fucking vanilla Natalie Portman here. Uh, yeah, um, Portman is not great. Tessa Thompson, I mean, well, the thing is, Portman is a good actress, and she's good no, in she's certain great. roles. She's not good. But, she's not been good in any of these, like, nerdy things. Like, she's not good in Star Wars. She's not good in Thor. I don't know. I think like she just doesn't have like that kind of nerd bone in her body. Um, <laughs> did that sound weird? Uh, no. Yeah. I, you know what? Don't even touch that one because I know what you're. I know what you're thinking. Um, 
But Tessa, Tessa Thompson, hopefully she can bring a little bit more of excitement to that role because I never, I never. Yeah, the, enthusiasm like, the and levity. Yeah. Um, but she was. I thought she was really cool in Creed. She was really good. Oh yeah, she's great. She's got a lot. She's great. Right, she kind of like. It's a really dynamic character. Yeah. So that's good news. Uh, also, diversity casting there, which is always good news. Um, Wolverine three has cast mm. their villain. It's none none other than Boyd Holbrook. Who uh, was the main actor in um, yeah. the Netflix? Well, he, no, not the <laughs> not the main uh, actor, but he was um, in the show Narcos on Netflix as. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just saying gay over and over again? <laughs> yeah. What is this about? Is this a new gimmick? Uh, it's, um, it's just, yeah, it's just my new thing. Uh, if you haven't seen that show, it's it's a really good show. Um, I know you've been recommending it. He's to an me American and I really need to get agent in Colombia trying to take down Pablo Escobar. Uh, he's a good actor. I, I I came away really impressed with him. I liked him a lot. He does a lot of narration on that show. That show has heavy na- narration. Um, he's got a good voice, good personality. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be a departure to play a villain. I haven't seen him on, on that side of things. But um, but but from what I've seen, I, I think really promising. So he's going to play a villain. I don't think it's been confirmed what the villain is. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we it do is. Know I do have a quote. Old, a relentless, oh, calculating, okay. and intense head of security for a global enterprise who is set against Jackman's clawed Wolverine Logan hero. So, fuck, that sounds kind of... And this, that's, that sounds really generic, yeah. <laughs> actually. But um, And we do know that the movie's going to be set in the future. It's old man Logan, so it's supposed to be an older Wolverine, older Logan. Um, but, yeah, uh, that does sound like a super generic description. So, by the I way, I don't guy, think Old Man Logan is, good. like, for sure a thing. Happened. Really? Yeah. Um, oh. From what I'm reading, mm. people, that's just speculation. And this villain mm. um, that Boyd Holbrook may be playing, people are saying sounds like Captain Mooney, who is uh, a villain from the all-new Wolverine. So it's possible that they go a different route. Uh, not oh. So, huh. anyway, uh, let's... Interesting. What do you think, man? Should we, should we take off? Let's... let's, let's uh, Let's leave Casting Corner for this week. Yes. Let's get out of here. That was They're relaxing, giving us though, the weird you. look. That latte yeah. was delicious. Mm, I love the pie. But, oh. um, all right. So this is something that we teased last week, and we actually didn't get to it. Uh, we're running a little long this week, but that's okay. We really want to get to this because I think it's freaking interesting as all hell. <laughs> freaking interesting. Uh, freaking interesting. Uh, <laughs> so you talked about getting sick going to WrestleMania weekend, which is essentially like San Diego Comic-Con. And there is a thing called con crud, right? That's what people call when you go to a convention, like a big comic convention or any kind of convention, and you're around so many people that you get sick afterwards. Yeah, I think that's like what happened week. to me. Cause that's totally what happened oh. to you. Okay, so let's take that whole scenario and idea, and let's throw it on a boat <laughs> because... Wizard World, a famous, famous con promoter and promotion, has decided to unleash onto the masses of nerds. <laughs> Wizard World con crews. Oh, boom, boom, boom. Departing from a harbor, an ar- uh, harbor near you. Uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> so. Dude, I don't want any part I, of that. I've, <laughs> I've been to a ton of comic cons and I've actually been on a couple of cruises and I was a lot younger when I when I went but they were pretty fun I guess um 
it's interesting. If you've never been, maybe it's worth going at least once. And if you really like it, then of course go again. Uh, but those are two things I would not think to smash together into one event. Um, I wouldn't either. I, 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 I gotta be honest. I've never been on a cruise. Have you you've been on a cruise? I've been on a couple. Yeah. How, and how was that experience? It's well, I was younger. I think oh, okay. the last one I went on, I was like maybe 13. Um, so, you know, it was it was fun-ish. It was pretty fun. But here's the one thing I do definitely remember about cruises. You're on a boat. You're on a boat for like three, four, five, six, seven days. People... Uh, how do I put this? People throw their hygiene to the wind yeah. on cruises, sort of. Like, they... They're just like I'm on vacation. I've there's a there's multiple swimming pools on this cruise ship. We're stopping at beaches. We're stopping at islands. We're getting all sweaty and tanned up and oiled up and it's just awful. not the most hygienic place to be. I'm just gonna put it that way. Now you add that with the the general public of a comic convention crowd <laughs> and. That oh man, I can't wait to see the stories coming off of that cruise after it happens. That's it's, all I'm gonna it's say. It's gonna be great. Well, it's a three night cruise for those who are interested, and uh, the big headliner is The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus is gonna be on this boat. Um, prices start out at a very affordable seven hundred forty nine per seven hundred and forty nine ticket per person, and uh, yeah, leaves Miami and goes to the Bahamas. So. What, do, do we have an official depart date? Like, December second to December fifth. Okay. So I mean, I'm still I'm sure there's still tickets, guys. Uh, there's a casino, there's a spa, there's a full gym. Oh, nice. I mean, a bunch of nerds. You know, they're gonna be taking taking advantage of that gym. Oh, that that's gonna be the does emptiest anyone, room in does, that fucking. Boat. Does anyone walk into that gym <laughs> at all? The entire three days. So okay, here's the thing. There's a casino, spa, full gym, basketball, volleyball courts. Again, empty, and. Good luck getting inside this fucking thing in arcade. Oh man, that arcade is gonna be jam packed. Can you imagine the so lines to get to that damn oh arcade? It's gonna be oh ridiculous. Uh, Those machines are gonna be like they're gonna stop working because they're gonna have too many quarters in them. Like, <laughs> um, um, yeah, not 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 interested in this. But I am curious to read some stories. I almost, I don't want to go. And, and and I'm being a little tongue in cheek. I'm I'm sure it'll be fun for some people. Um, and I'm sure there's there's fun to be had there. But I I don't really want to go. But I'm also kind of want to go just to see how that would play out. Like yeah. to bear witness firsthand as the like. So do we have time to talk about my favorite news item of the week, or should we just wrap this up? No, nah, we got let's we got. Can we do it like in a couple of minutes? Yeah, minute of course. Two? Yeah, let's do um, it. Because I'm going to talk about this every week from here on out. Uh, if you guys haven't seen some of the Civil War uh, tr- uh, clips, there's there's one kind of short 30-second clip, or no, 50-second clip that's out there mm-hmm. that Marvel Studios released, and it's about all the Avengers kind of talking about um, essentially where they stand on this whole registration issue. And even though the action or the dialogue is really between Captain America and Steve Rogers, um, uh, to me... Well, Tony Stark. What? Oh, what, what, oh what, I said Captain America and Steve Rogers. Rogers. Yeah, the same guy. Um, uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. Uh, to me, the scene stealing... The, the, the person who steals the scene without saying a word... Literally no words. Zero no words. Is Vision. Because Oof. not only is it just Vision 
you know, looking like Vision. He's he's wearing slacks and a sweater with like a dress up shirt underneath. Looking, yeah, he's basically wearing the Ignacio uniform. Just looking fly like, as hell. <laughs> he does look good. He God looks damn, so he good. Looks good. And I am just, I am thrilled, and so excited to see to see Vision in street clothes. It is it is a thrill of a lifetime for me. And like, what is? <laughs> so I get that like Vision tries to look like humans, you know, to like fit in, I guess. Yeah. But like, did he not think that like to change his like purple face? Like, why? Yes. How is that not like at the top like of the priority and, list? Like green. If as long as I just put on a sweater, people are gonna like think I'm just human. No, dude, you have a giant green purple face. Like, no one thinks you're human. <laughs> yeah. But on top of that, I, I know, just think he looks amazing. It does look amazing. I'm right there with you. I am so looking forward to your post Civil War Vision Fashion Week. Yes. Kind of report <laughs> yeah. about. I'll, I will be going over he, it. Um, I, uh, I, a friend of mine told me, and this, I hope this isn't too much, too spoilerific, that t- not only is we we were talking about Vision being in a suit in this movie. Oh yeah. Apparently, yeah. he's in a tux. Yes. <laughs> Which is tremendous, and I, I really can't wait for that. I'm really excited about about seeing Vision in a tux, and I think I'm most excited about all this because I feel like I could totally pull this off for Halloween, because I already got the outfit, I already got the clothes. I just need. He's just wearing your clothes. I just yeah. I just need a vision, face, and and hands, and that's it. That's the yeah. whole outfit. Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. And it's like great. I feel like, I I should go to like a comic con, with like some friends, and we should all go as like business casual, Marvel superheroes. Yeah. Where it's just like you're in like your regular work clothes, but you got you know, whatever. Everything else is you're actually that character. I think that's a great I idea. This, I, I kind of like legs. I've talked about. I want to do the, the, the Deadpool marketing promotion where it's like 40-year-old virgin and it's just Deadpool's yeah. face with the mask and then he's wearing the Deadpool sweater. So good. See, that, I think, with Vision in a sweater would be a great yes. a great combo. Oh, my God, yeah. I think I think that's what we should shoot for. Well, I'm so glad we um, actually oh. got that. We got that on the show because that was... Oh, it was my favorite news of the week. I know. I know. I didn't want, I didn't want to deprive you or the CBC listeners of that... And I know you were super psyched uh, for the for the vision kind of wardrobe changing throughout the Civil War film, which you know, just I can't wait, can't yeah. wait. That movie, that. and also I don't know if we did we mention this earlier, the how it's getting like incredible reviews and like yeah. Uh, so you and I talked about this off air, and you know we're about to wrap up, but I want to go dark on this, and yeah, so I'm I'm purposefully avoiding virtually anything and everything civil war related at this point uh we still have a few more weeks before we're gonna see it also i guess we can announce this now yeah, let's tease it right i'm gonna be going up to boston we are gonna see civil war the day it premieres on thursday Together. live in person downtown Boston. you and me and the nerd crew your nerd crew i'm gonna finally get to meet yeah. the nerd crew uh we're gonna get some reactions we're gonna get Vision wardrobe takes. Yep. We're going to get, hey, everyone, we're going to get Spider-Man response. All of that is going to be coming, and we're going to do a live in-person podcast that weekend as well. Uh, We'll be bringing that to you uh, the the weekend of, like, May 10th or or somewhere in there. But, yeah, man, people are are loving it. I'm also staying away from spoilers. There's a lot of them out there, so 
please don't share them on our website. Uh, I, I don't want to know. Uh, I'm sure if you wanted to know, you could probably find out the whole plot of the movie at this point. But I'm trying to stay away from it. I've heard that there are some like very spoilerific things, which is making me at one point nervous. Uh, yeah, uh, like partially like, excited, but also like nervous that I'm going to yeah, find out. I'm terrified. Yeah. If I see the letter C in W, like right. in my Twitter feed or. Like on Facebook, I'm just like no, no. I like to like yeah. throw my phone. I'm like That's, I don't want to see. It. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to know anything. Or like a publication will like put something on Facebook where it's like huge, giant appear. You know, like like a uh, big, you know, superhero character makes an appearance in Civil War, so it doesn't spoil it. But then they'll like put an image of something that like yeah. is obviously what they're referring to, and you're just like, fuck, man, I don't need to know that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll stay away from spoilers as much as possible. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing Civil War and having you up here and doing uh, a cast in person, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. And um, A lot of fun. A lot of wine, a lot of beer. Yeah. Anyway, man, we crammed a lot of stuff into this episode. Yeah. Next week, we'll catch up with you guys again. But until then, Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. Later, guys. Later, guys.